thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up for a Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. up for a chat about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring you to awaken the change within. I'm Karen Smith. I'm Kim Morrison. And I'm Cindy O'Meara. And today, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, we almost have like a family member on the show with us. This woman, you've heard from her before and you're going to hear from her a hundred times more. She's one of our our all-time absolute favourites. Please get excited as we welcome Dr. Cheryl Selman to the show. Welcome, Cheryl. And I'm so excited that we're going to be talking about a topic that is so hot right now, CBD oils and hemp and its appropriateness for today's health and well-being. Welcome. We love you. You're the bomb.com. Well... Well, thank you for having me. It's always so much fun to be on this show. I thoroughly enjoy our time together. So it's great to be back. Fabulous. Okay, so I'm just going to hit straight to the chase. Go, Kimmy. Go, everybody's, go. everybody's talking about hemp. Everybody's going on about it. Um, I, my husband, when he was an international athlete, um, he worked for the Foundation of Drug Alcohol um, in New Zealand and would talk around schools about the, obviously the, the chemical in marijuana called THC. So I would love it, Cheryl, if you could give us, tell us the difference between marijuana and hemp and the THC component, how that's maybe not in hemp, or just give us what the rundown on is. I mean, you know, the rundown on it is. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> okay. Okay, so, you know, this is really huge. It's really huge. I've heard experts say that this is the most profound medicine that has been in, you know, ha- has come uh, into general use um, for hundreds of years. I mean, people are really excited about it. And I'm talking about practitioners and researchers and scientists, chemists. They're all really excited because what is being discovered in the thousands of articles and studies that have been done is that this plant, the hemp plant, has the capacity to address, you know, actually I counted up when I was doing my book, there are about 50 different conditions that have shown to benefit from the use of hemp. So we're on the verge of rediscovering you know, letting hemp out of jail, as I like to say, and uh, having a medicine that is so effective and yet so safe. So to define what hemp extract is, because the term uh, CBD, which stands for cannabinoids, can be confusing. In some cases, it can stand for the hemp product that has the psychoactive component called THC for short, in, in it in high amounts. And that is essentially what medical marijuana is. It's a plant, it's the hemp plant that's been bred to have high amounts of this psychoactive component THC. The hemp extract that we're going to be talking about that in the United States is now legal in all 50 states. In Australia, it's all kind of confusing. No one really knows the status uh, of hemp at the moment. But um, it is the plant that has less than 0.3% of THC, and that is considered hemp extract. And that's exactly how they define it. It's the percentage of THC that makes a one, one, uh, one type of hemp uh, legal and the other type illegal. 0.3% or less is considered hemp extract and is legal. I hope that helps. Wow, I didn't know that. I don't know much about this at all. I've just, you know, I've just heard results that people have with it, but I don't know which one they're having results with. So um, doctors are talking about prescribing it um, or not prescribing it. Um, Now let's go back to the beginning. Sorry, Cheryl. Let's just go straight back to the beginning. Why was it, why did it become illegal in the first place okay so the history of hemp is really fascinating and uh you know it's been known for you know thousands of years five or 
six, seven thousand years ago, first started in China, was a plant, and it has um, it's so versatile. It has so many uses. So initially, thousands of years ago, it was used in textiles. It was used to make fabrics. It was used to um, make ropes, and then it was discovered that it had medicinal qualities, particularly particularly the flowers and stalks. When we talk about hemp extract, we're talking about the resins that come from um, flowers and stalks. And, uh, and then, in, especially um, in the United States in the 1800s, it was incredibly popular as an ingredient for medicines. It was the second most popular ingredient used by pharmaceutical companies in a, in a range of, of formulations. So um, it was an industrial product. It was one of the major economic crops in the United States for hundreds of years. It was sought after. It was um, used as a form of, uh, of money exchange. I mean, it was, you know, this amazing product because it has so many uses. And particularly in those 1800s was used to make sails for the, for the boats. The War of 1812 with England was fought over hemp, basically, who, who had access to hemp. So it has a fascinating history. And uh, it was all shut down in the 1930s, beginning of the 1930s. And, and this is where conspiracy stories really come in. But they're not just fabricated conspiracy stories. They're, they're backed by fact because hemp was so versatile, used in paints and solvents, and it was made into material that actually Henry Ford used in his cars. Um, it was used in all, in all the riggings and sails, and, you know, it was used as building materials, used for all sorts of things. But um, what happened in the 1930s, DuPont uh, came in and uh, the, the, uh, the, you know, the magnet, the, uh, the um, a hugely wealthy industrialist, DuPont, came in. He was uh, working with the newly discovered petrochemical products, and hemp was a huge, uh, huge competition for him. So uh, DuPont did not want hemp. He wanted to use his petroleum-based products in, uh, in cars and use his solvents and petrol and everything. And then we also had another guy named Hearst, who was a paper magnet, and he had um, cornered the market on uh, plantation pine plantations to use as paper. Now, hemp is a better source of paper. It's sturdier. It lasts longer. It, it doesn't uh, uh, erode with time, but it was in direct competition with Hearst and his plantations for a pine. So they got together. They had uh, people in Congress uh, who, who colluded with them to basically make hemp illegal. And that is why hemp for 70 years was made illegal. First, they started with industrial hemp and they closed it down. And then they started with hemp that was used in medicines. Even though the AMA pleaded, the American Medical Association, when Congress was debating this, pleaded with Congress to keep hemp legal but um, they got overridden. So for 70 years, hemp was a forbidden plant made illegal and um, kept the industrialists very happy. I am just absolutely blown <laughs> about the history. I, I love history, Cheryl. I find that history then makes so much sense of, of what's happening right now. And you, you can do this with so many things at the moment. Uh, and I just, um, what you've just told me, is that in your book? Yes. Yeah. You know, I, I'm a big fan of history. And there's a saying that I like that says history is written by the winners. So we need to know who was really winning and how it formulated our historical trajectory. I, I do want to say one other thing. When DuPont and Hearst and all their buddies in Congress that got paid off um, to make hemp illegal, they um, had to, because it was such a popular product and, and found in all of these uh, um, industrialist products as well as medicinal products, they had to do something to get people to turn against it. So they began a propaganda campaign, fear tactics. They had movies made. They had, you know, advertisements saying how ma uh, marijuana would literally make people sex crazed and how dangerous it was. And it was a propaganda, an intentional propaganda campaign that was very successful in the end of turning people against marijuana and, and hemp in all its forms. 
So, uh, so can absolutely. you tell me then, from that point of view, Cheryl, just, just to make it clear for those of us that grew up in the 60s, you know, were born in the 60s, should I say, and, and obviously have come out of that, what, what then is the big deal about marijuana being an illegal drug? Is it because of its, um, the, 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 what it does to our psyche and our mind? Like, tell me then if it's got all these benefits from this plant, what, what is the problem around it, even though we know that it alters our, our state? Mm-hmm. I, I think the um, the influence of the United States is so profound uh, all over the world that it's clouded decisions that were made by other governments. To be honest, you know. So I mean, are you saying are you saying that people should be able to smoke marijuana if they wanted to? Is you you don't think it's a big deal, or? Well, you know, um, uh, you, you know, if I have to choose between marijuana and alcohol. I'd much prefer people smoke marijuana. I mean, anything in excess is a problem for people, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it, it, people can get addicted to anything, but um, there are no known deaths caused by marijuana. And we're talking about the THC version, right? Right? Right yeah. now, right? And we're not yeah. talking about the hemp extract that does not have any psychoactive effects. But the marijuana that's been grown, that's been cultivated, that's been bred, uh, has high amounts of THC. It's been bred for that. It's been bred for recreational uses. You know, mm-hmm. so um, there are all sorts of strains of uh, the cannabis plant. I mean, the cannabis plant is the major plant. That's the plant that creates hemp and creates medical marijuana. It's just how it's bred and what, what, a, what percentage of THC is in that plant. And that is that a different, but yeah, well, is it, is it, are you talking like a botanical species? Like we have, no, it's, the same, it's, it's the same species. It's cannabis sativa. It's just they're different. It's this, it's that plant, but how it's, how it's been um, propagated can determine the percentage of some of the constituents in the plant. So you can, right. you know, selectively breed things to have high components of like THC, or you can selectively breed that plant to have low amounts. So industrial hemp is considered the form of hemp that has lower amounts of THC and more of the cannabinoids that are non-psychoactive or the, the molecules that make up the, the hemp, the medicinal part of the hemp plant. So we know that marijuana, when it's smoked or used like that, has a more of a downer effect. Like it, 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 it makes, well, obviously it makes people... Let me just say that... Smoking marijuana is not really the most, is not really considered the medical marijuana approach. It's not when smoking, they get, But when they buy it for medical use, is it not smoked? So, um, medical marijuana is actually, uh, comes in many forms and it can be eaten, it can be vaped, it can be um, uh, used topically. But um, smoking is probably the least effective way to get the medicinal benefits from marijuana. Ah. Thank you, thank you. So, mm-hmm. can you tell us the benefit, the, the best ways then, apart from, like you said, topical, you said all these different things, but what's the most common way then for someone that was desperate or in need of support from? Here, here's the interesting thing friends that have had um, sadly partners or family members with cancer and things like that have tried to get hemp oil either into New Zealand or Australia and places. Is it still considered very difficult to get it for medical use? So, so let's so let's talk about the hemp extract. I, we really may, need to make um, clear distinctions because there's so much confusion about this topic. Excellent. So, what we're going to be talking about, what I've written about in Hemp Health Revolution, is uh, the the form of uh, cannabis sativa that has 0.3 percent uh, amount of THC or less in it. It is does not have psychoactive effects. But what I what people need to know is that the hemp extract that is you know, considered like, the, you know, the, the gold rush uh, of the green world in the United States. It's a billion, billion dollar industry going on all over the United States, which is totally legal, as I said, in all 50 states. Um, is, I, have, I, have, I work with an organic liposomal hemp extract. I have shipped it into Australia. There's been no problems. As far as I know, there are no problems if people want to order it for their personal use. Okay, great. Thank you, sweetheart. And can you just then explain to us, uh, why don't you take us through what you have learned through writing this book and why you're so passionate about it and who you think would benefit mostly from it? Okay. So um, here's the story that most people don't understand. In the um, early 1990s, there was an Israeli uh, organic chemist 
named Dr. Raphael Mishalam. And um, Dr. Mishalam was um, really curious about cannabis, about marijuana. And no one actually investigated what were the constituents of this plant that made it do what it did. So he began to investigate the, the components, the molecules, which he calls these uh, uh, compounds called cannabinoids. And what he found when he was doing his research is that these, these cannabinoids, these molecules actually fit into specific receptors in the body that weren't really known before. And that led him to the discovery of an entirely new system of our body called the endocannabinoid system. The endocannabinoid system is a prof, never, never, Never discovered, never, they, no one ever knew that the, this, this system existed in the body. But why is this system so important when it was discovered? It was discovered that the endocannabinoid system is the most important system within our entire body because it's responsible for maintaining a process that's called homeostasis. Every single system of our body our respiratory system, our immune system, our endocrine system, I mean, every single system is dependent on the endocannabinoid system for staying in proper balance and functioning optimally. That's a big deal. That's a big deal, yeah. right? You know, it's a big deal. So for instance, the endocannabinoid system, I'm just going to read a list, regulates the following functions. Appetite, metabolism, pain, sleep, mood, movement, temperature, memory and learning, immune function, inflammation, neural development, neuroprotection, cardiovascular function, digestion, reproduction. So when you have an endocannabinoid system that is dysfunctional, that is deficient of the components that keep it running optimally, then it's, it's like a domino effect. All the other systems in your body will be compromised. So if you can nourish the endocannabinoid system properly, you actually can address the majority of chronic illnesses, of imbalances, of health challenges that we are facing in our 21st century world without any known side effects, including addictions. It's just phenomenal. Uh, I, I was right typing up everything you were saying because I was just thinking it's, it, it's like you said, it's all encompassing. It's almost a panacea. Um, and I can see why the pharmaceutical world wouldn't really want this to be legalized everywhere because people will, you know, there's no patent on it. It's nature. Uh, and therefore, you know, they can't make money on it. And yet. Oh, oh yes. Oh, 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 yes, they can. Oh, go and for it. <laughs> <laughs> they are taking components, not the whole plant, but they are synthesizing aspects of the plant and they are patenting it and they are definitely getting in on the game mm -hmm. and controlling how, you know, how it's grown and where it's going. And, you know, so yes, it, the pharmaceutical industry well knows how powerful this is. Um, you know, when it, it and their politics involved in that. But right now, you know, in the United States anyway, it's freely available. And it's, you know, it's so helpful. So, so let me just go back to the endocannabinoid system. So there are receptor sites on the system called the cannabinoid system, which um, part of it, we, we make our own endocannabinoids. We make our own molecules from the food we eat. So we don't think about that, but the, you know, the organic fruits and vegetables and herbs, things that we are eating on a daily basis actually have, are made up of cannabinoids and they nourish and feed the endocannabinoid system. So we have what we call this endocannabinoid system is the, the, the system that we create and we nourish within ourselves. But there are plants and not just hemp, there are other plants that also have these molecules that fit into the receptor sites of the endocannabinoid system. The two most researched, there are 85 cannabinoids in the hemp plant. The, the, cannabinoid we're talking about in, um, in our conversation today has to do with um, uh, the cannabinoid that is um, dealing with what we call this, these specific receptor sites. So there's two types of receptor sites. There's CB1 and CB2. Okay, you guys with me? So these yeah. are the receptor sites that, that the molecules of hemp um, fit into. The CB1 and, and medical marijuana, the THC version. The CB1 is mostly responsible for uh, dealing with uh, the brain. 
and um, it helps to uh, support brain function. Um, it helps to uh, ensure that, um, uh, let me just, um, yeah, okay. So it helps to um, play a role in memory. It helps uh, in, in emotional processing. And it's the CB1 receptors are also found in the nerve ending. So they help to reduce sensations of pain, which is why marijuana is so good for pain. The CB2 receptors, which have the most of a relationship with the hemp, um, CB1 being more of the THC version, but the hemp has to do with the peripheral nervous system and the immune system. So it's uh, it really plays a major role in uh, gut, spleen, liver, heart, kidneys, bone, blood vessels, lymph cells, endocrine glands, and reproductive organs. That's CB2, which is regulated by hemp. So you can see why when you are putting components, natural components, that fit into these CB2 receptors into the body, it's going to initiate so many healing benefits. But there's one more thing they're finding now. They're finding that hemp extract not only can activate the CB2 receptors, but it upregulates CB1 and CB2. So basically, by taking hemp extract, it's enhancing the natural endocannabinoids to work more effectively. So you can get a broad range of health benefits which we can go through as we carry on this conversation and see why people are so excited about a natural substance that can help so many conditions safely and effectively. You must have been pretty excited researching this too, Cheryl, and actually seeing what's possible with your love of plants and how we can heal ourselves naturally and about homeostasis within the body. Can you tell us then, um, have you had any case histories or you've seen what this beautiful product has done? Oh, can you yeah. explain to oh, us what oh. it does? Yeah, absolutely. I had um, a neighbor who had been incapacitated with uh, muscle spasms in his back for over a year. And it literally kept him in bed. He could hardly function. He was on all these opioids and, you know, just not able to really function. So um, he started taking the uh, CBD. And um, I, I also want to say there are forms of CBDs or hemp extract, as I like to call it, that are more absorbable and bioavailable than others. So we can talk about that as well. But anyway, he started taking the, uh, the hemp extract and his muscle spasms totally disappeared, totally disappeared. He was out of pain and he was able actually to take a trip to Europe, things he was never able to do before. Um, he was blown away. There's a, another uh, woman I know who had rheumatoid arthritis for maybe um, I don't know, 20 years. I mean, her hands were so deformed and she couldn't even close them. She was in so much pain. After taking the hemp extract, she was able, well, she was out of pain. She was able to move her hands, her fingers, no more pain, you know, just, uh, you know, she was absolutely sh uh, amazed that she could, after suffering for so many years, be free of pain. Because one of the benefits of hemp extract is that it reduces inflammation in the body. So when you can reduce inflammation, you are addressing so many of the chronic health issues that are facing our society. You're reducing, you know, the um, of forms of um, arthritis and rheumatism, you're addressing autoimmune disease, you're addressing PMS, a lot of, I mean, I think the hemp extract is like the next big thing for helping women and their hormonal issues because it's calming inflammation, reducing um, uh, depression, anxiety, improving sleep. Um, so, um, I get so I see all these things go on. I see people who are able to sleep. I see people who are able to get out of depression and anxiety, get out of pain. Um, and then you know, there's it's not my direct experience, um, although I have heard of people through other practitioners who've had epilepsy. And you know, this is how it first started. There were children with intractable epilepsy that no drug could help. They were on the hemp extract, and their seizures seriously reduced in number or even stopped. So wow. the, the, the applications are phenomenal for people. And, uh, you know, it's not just addressing health issues. I see this as kind of an anti-aging strategy to optimize your endocannabinoid system because under stress 
and with poor nutrition and toxicity, our endocannabinoid system gets depleted. So it's like something that needs to be nourished on an ongoing basis. And you, sorry, Cindy, I was just going to quickly yeah, ask. Do you have to take a lot? Oh, I've got my question. <laughs> They're lined up, I can tell you. <laughs> sorry, Dilling, I was just wondering if you're having to take large amounts of this, Cheryl, to make a difference. How much are we talking here? Yeah, so that's a really interesting question. Um, and what I uh, tell people is that um, um, it all depends. When people are really low on their endocannabinoids, maybe because they've had a really stressful event or maybe they're just you know malnourished or eating a lot of junk food or they're dealing with chronic illness, their endocannabinoid system might be really depleted and they may have to increase the dose. So um, you can start with what's considered 10 milligrams. You know, it's always recommended to go low and slow. That's what I tell people. Low dose, start slow for three to five days on a low dose, maybe just a drop if you're really sensitive, and then build up from there. The good thing is the worst thing that happens if people overdose on this stuff, and not that there is such a thing as overdosing, but if they take high, high amounts, the worst thing that could happen is probably feeling really relaxed, maybe drowsy. You know, um, that's about the worst thing that happens. You know, you talked about um, intractable epilepsy. Um, there's a case here in Australia where um, a mother um, was watching her little boy just have fit after fit after fit, and he was on the strongest of medications. He was also on a diet that was recommended by either the dietitian or the doctor, and this little boy wasn't getting better, and she had heard about... Um, using, it was CBD oil, not hemp extract. I'm sure it was CBD oil and changing his diet. And he went from a little boy that was doing like, I think having 140 a day um, down to, I, I don't know how many, but it, it as a complete change uh, to this little boy. So, but you know what? Um, this little boy was taken away from his mother because she was doing the diet and the CBD and put in a foster home and no doubt he's been put back on the diet with the, the drugs. And um, I, I just find um, why not realise that this, this child has improved and instead of taking the child away from the mother who loves him very much, was not abusing him in any way but doing the best that she could, I find it... Uh, you know, I guess that, that, that is the, what you've been telling us, the whole history about it. You know, it's heartbreaking. It's, uh, you know, it's, you, you get so angry. Uh, you know, we still live in the matrix, a system of power and control. And unfortunately, it's really a challenge to get the system to open up its mind. But then again, there's so many vested interests that wants to keep the system as it is and, you know, drugging and, um, and just and, and making you know natural substances illegal as you know they've, they've attempted to do many times in Australia. You know, so you just look at the the conflict going on, the tug of war between you know uh, options. So yeah, that's a, that's a, that's the saddest story you can you know yeah, ever want to. It is. Know. I want to take you back to the seventies when my uncles were living in Iowa, USA. And I remember as a 15 year old, um, going to my uncle's farm and picking marijuana. They were growing it illegally, of course. But I have to tell you that my uncles all had hemophilia. They were all in a lot of pain and they smoked it. They smoked it straight. I never saw them put tobacco with it. That was their way of dealing with the pain. Now, you talked about there's smoking, there's vaping, there's dermal. Can you give me all the ways that and the best way to administer it? So explain vaping because, um, you know, I don't understand um, a lot of the ways that, that we can do this. So let's uh, um, explain all the ways and what's the best. So we always have to keep mentioning, we're talking about hemp extract, the form that has less than 0.3% yes. THC in it, right? That's what we're talking about. And, and I, I want to say something else. Anything that has, just about anything that's been attributed to the medical marijuana form, the high THC or anything above 0.3% uh, of THC, 
hemp extract can do. It can even help with cancer. It's even been shown to help with apoptosis, with you know early deaths from cancer cells. It stops the proliferation of cancer cells. It stops the nausea from chemotherapy. Anything that, as you know, in, in the research I've done, just about everything can be done with hemp extract in terms of helping. Uh, address so many of the issues. So the many forms that you can ingest, uh, any any substance is the way you can take hemp extract. The most popular way to take hemp extract is in a tincture form. So you take it, you know, with drops. So it's an oil, it's oil-based. And uh, so people have uh, various tincture forms. I personally like to use a liposomal formula because it's if the the normal type of hemp extract in an oil base can be difficult for people to absorb. In fact, they say you only absorb five to ten percent of the active ingredients in a normal hemp extract uh, formula. The one that I like and use and recommend is it's a liposomal so it's a it's a formulation that makes it incredibly bioavailable you know up to 60 or 80 percent of the bioactive components are available so you get more bang for your buck obviously with that formulation um, people are making um, hemp extract topically so you can apply it to specific areas it helps with any kind of pain going on it helps with skin issues it's been shown to help with eczema psoriasis itches it's antibacterial so it helps with infections so it can be used topically as well uh, there are people doing all sorts of things with it they're making suppositories uh, so you do rectal suppositories or people who are making it into skincare products you know, it's like, you know, people are doing all sorts of things, but the most therapeutic way would be to take it as a tincture form because that is ingesting it orally. And, and uh, you can, especially with a liposomal type of delivery, get high amounts into your system if you need it. But some people don't need a lot. So you start out with a small amount and then, you know, you play around with the dosing until you find your sweet spot as it's known. So you got to find your sweet spot. But I, I want to, before we, you know, I, I want to be sure to mention this. I don't want to forget to say that one of the most amazing things for me about the hemp when I was researching it, it has an ability to help people with post-traumatic stress syndrome because it can go back up the neurons and extinguish painful memories. How do you like that? That's pretty amazing. So anyone who's dealing with a trauma would benefit from hemp extract because it actually extinguishes traumatic memories. It doesn't take away the beneficial ones, only the traumatic ones. How it does that, I don't have a clue. But that's one of the benefits as well as it, it creates neurogenesis which is the creation of new brain cells. So not only is it neuroprotective, does it protect the brain, which is why it is, it's beneficial for things like Alzheimer's and Parkinson's and MS, but it actually helps to make us smarter by creating new brain cells, which I found pretty exciting. You know, when you Google it on, on the computer or whatever, it, I mean, it sounds like the super wonder drug. It's, it's everything it's saying here from being an anticoagulant. Um, it can also help with um, hormones and helping, um, I guess, from, from puberty right through to menopause, helps can prevent varicose veins. Um, it helps with your immune system. It helps prevent psoriasis, which you already mentioned. It's even saying here diabetics. How, how does this do this? It lowers cholesterol. It's great for vegetarians. It's great for the protective layer of the skin. Excellent to maintain a hormonal balance. I mean, you don't need to take anything else. <laughs> well, you know, um, I think the two most powerful expressions of um, CBDs is it's um, anti-inflammatory and antioxidant impact. So inflammation and oxidative stress or free radical damage as it's known is driving all varieties of chronic illnesses. So if you find something that can really have a significant impact on reducing inflammation anywhere in the body, including the gut, including in the joints, including in the, you know, in the, the uterus, including um, 
you know, um, the uh, inflammation that drives diabetes, which is insulin resistance and all the inflammation, oxidative stress that's caused from that uh, condition, you know, you're really getting to the root cause. And, and therefore, so many of the, the conditions which, you know, we are addressing are able to be resolved or improved. And, I, I, you know, I, there's no 100% magic bullet. But Hemp is pretty powerful in what it can do. That's why there's such excitement about it in the uh, you know the functional medicine world, the holistic healing world. They they have seen the results. They're learning more and more about all the things they can do. Um, it's not even you know fully researched what's possible. So um, so that's why you see so many of the conditions listed because it's addressing things at this fundamental level of reducing inflammation and unoxidative stress. And a lot of um, these problems, we, uh, well, my understanding, you know, not being an, a scientist or anything, Cheryl, but if you can help me, understanding then from a gut perspective and then understanding from a detoxification perspective, I mean, would it be fair to say that, that this hemp, the CBD hemp oil is a bit of a, it sounds to me like it's a hug for your liver, it's a hug for your tongue, your gut. It's almost like it sounds quite gentle in its, in its way as opposed to taking, say, very um, you know, strong tinctures or, or herbs or things like that. Is it something that you could use instead of herbs and things as a as a liver cleanser or a liver support or would it be in conjunction with well first of all we we need to go back and remember that what uh the cbd is able to do is to optimize your endocannabinoid system and so it it upregulates the functioning of your endocannabinoid system and when your endocannabinoid system is functioning optimally it supports optimal immune health optimal bone health but because by the way it helps to regenerate bone tissue so preventing things like osteoporosis it uh you know helps to regulate um your hormones it helps to support your um, your brain function. It helps to work with your respiratory function. It helps with your eyesight because you're upregulating all the other systems of the body. So it's like the magic switch, right? If you can nourish the, endocann the endocannabinoid system with things like hemp, um, and probably there'll be other plants that, as they research the endocannabinoids, will also be found to have you know, the, the high amounts of the active components of these cannabinoids. But right now, it's all, all the research is going into the, the hemp plant. But when you can nourish this endocannabinoid system and get it to give the right signals to all the other systems of your body, you are bringing homeostasis back to the system wherever it's needed, wherever it is out of balance. So it's actually supporting, in a lot of ways, the the parasympathetic nervous system as well, isn't it? I mean, it's starting, if, if, if a lot of the stress that we have these days is um, sympathetic dominance and it's actually stressing us, which is putting us out of homeostasis, if you're saying like all, that, that, that this is something that can help bring about more balance within us on all levels... Is it something that we would say or Dr. Libby would say that it's putting us more into the green zone as opposed to the red zone just by having this? It's almost like a, putting an extra shot in your petrol tank, isn't it? Well, it is. I mean, um, reducing stress will lead to um, support for the adrenals. You know, it's been shown to help with anxiety. You know, depression has an inflammatory component. They have found that by working with natural anti-inflammatories, such as curcumin um, and now hemp, that it reduces inflammation and it reduces depression. Um, it helps with sleep. I mean, if you can get sleep, you're supporting the body, one of the most critical functions to bring about proper regulation, again, of key systems. So. Um, it, it plays such a major role in uh, allowing the body to stay in that green zone, stay there, maintain it. That's why I take it. I mean, I, I, I don't necessarily have any issues, but I want to make sure I don't get any issues. And this is one of the best ways to use it prophylactically without any risk of side effects of any sort. 
Mm-hmm. You know, the, 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 you know, I was looking at uh, some research and to see what are the side effects, because people basically say there are no side effects. And then some people say, well, if you have blood pressure issues, you know, you don't want to take it. Well, the fact of the matter is if you take adequate, appropriate dosing, if you start low, because it relaxes you, if people have low blood pressure or maybe on blood pressure meds, they need to monitor it because it's going to help bring blood pressure down. So the the experts that I've been investigating have said as long as you stay in the optimal ranges of the hemp extract, not doing excessive amounts, it has not shown to be deleterious in any way with any condition. Amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, nature it goes back to the most, you know, how, how powerful nature is and how uh, you know, all the answers are found there within nature. And, uh, you know, I, you know, I've, we're reminded of that once again. It's, you know, it's back to nature and supporting our body and its ability to heal through nature. You know, there's a quote in my book, and I'll, I'll share it with you, from Thomas Edison. And I love this quote. There were never so many able, active minds at work on the problems of diseases now. And all their discoveries are tending toward the simple truth that you can't improve on nature. <laughs> so true. So true. true, you know? Yeah. So, um, you know, so whether it's dealing with autism, whether it's dealing with bone health, whether it's dealing with respiratory problems like asthma or neuropathic pain, or whether it's, you know, um, endometriosis or PMS or, uh, you know, glaucoma, or whether it's dealing with motion sickness and nausea or epilepsy or uh, Parkinson's or even, um, you know, uh, schizophrenia. The, the other thing I want to say about hemp and where it can play a major role, it helps people get off of addictive substances, whether it's opioids, whether it's uh, heroin, uh, whether it's tobacco, you know, whatever it is, because somehow it has the ability to lessen our craving centers. So we crave these substances less. And if you're taking substances like opioids to deal with pain, because it has that ability to reduce pain, people can wean off of their pain meds or wean off of whatever addictive substances because they're less inclined to crave things which is another big use for it. What about those addicted to food, Cheryl? Um, like, and there are people out there that are very addicted to food. I, I, one of my friends, her daughter, you know, like I watch her eat and you, she has total absorption into that food um, and she's like 130 kilos and, and can't, doesn't want to stop and can't stop her and no matter if you lock everything up, she still will continue to do it. What about there? Well, let's, you know, let's, let's look at that because if someone has an eating disorder or an eating addiction, we know that there is some emotional wound going on. So if, and, and this is kind of hypothetical because we really don't know, right? But if we can, if we can um, use some of the research on the hemp extract, and we know it extinguishes uh, traumatic memories. We know it helps reduce anxiety. We know that it helps with sleep. Um, We know it helps to regulate insulin resistance. We know it helps to reduce the addictive desire. So I would say there's a good chance it would help her. I don't really know. I haven't actually worked with anyone who's had that addiction, but it certainly isn't going to hurt. Yeah. And, and, and one other thing I want to also be sure to mention, we talk about all the benefits for humans, but in actual fact, the endocannabinoid system is found in all life forms, I think other than maybe cockroaches. And, you know, so uh, whether it's mammals or whether it's reptiles, you know, birds, they all have an endocannabinoid system. And there is huge benefit of taking hemp extract for our pets. And I have a chapter in the book on pets because whether it's um, a dog or a cat or a horse or a guinea pig, I don't know if anyone's ever tried it on their pet snake. I don't know how you know if a snake has a problem. But, um, you know, it's been safely used for animals 
topically for skin issues, for cancer. Um, I had a, a friend who was uh, buying very expensive medication for epilepsy for her dog. And she changed over to hemp extract and the seizures went away. She didn't need the expensive medication. The hemp extract totally changed her dog's condition. So, um, you know, and dogs and dogs, cats, they all have, they can have anxiety issues and they certainly have pain and they certainly get cancer and they certainly get diabetes. So this is another huge area for the use of hemp for animals. Yeah, that, I find that absolutely um, amazing. Now, I, I just want to go through your history because I find you a trailblazer. Mm-hmm. Um, in everything, well, I always look at what you are writing about and I know that it's going to be big. So in 1997, and I think you were in your 40s at this stage when you started to do this, you wrote the book Hormone Heresy. That was, I remember um, reading that book. It was an absolute um, eye-opener and it was ahead of its time. Then uh, I think in 2003 you wrote uh, Mothers uh, Prevent Your Daughters from Getting Breast Cancer or something like that. I can't remember the exact title on that one. That's it. Yeah, I did it. Good. Um, And then in 2011 you did The Promise of HCG. Now, I remember listening to you speak um, to about 40 people, I think, were in the room and you were talking about um, the HCG. And at that time I was having some real issues with gaining weight and um, back problems and things like that. And um, two of my friends did it and they just saw it as a miracle. And, and I've done it. I did it and it was a miracle. Um, and now you see it everywhere, like everybody's talking about it. And they're trying to, I noticed, you know, I, I saw um, a, a dietitian at the Mayo Clinic talking about it just recently saying it's dangerous and nobody should be doing it. Um, it was, I just couldn't believe it. She had no references, but she basically slaughtered that. But anyway, you did that in 2011. Um, and now, and then you started your podcasting with what women must know. And I think your podcast on what women must know, I really enjoy it. Uh, you have some amazing interviews. I actually will listen to some of your interviews and go, Oh, I want to know more about that person. And now it's hemp. So, um, I, w- I want to uh, applaud you in being ahead of the times. And I don't know if people know, but you're in your 60s now, aren't you, Cheryl? <laughs> you not tell anybody that. <laughs> she doesn't look at guys at all. She looks amazing. Are you she takes <laughs> hemp oil, Sandy. Oh, no. Just, I just think she looks amazing. She's like a spring chicken running around all the time. <laughs> Is ahead of the game with when it comes to information. I look at what she's talking about. So, um, yeah, I just want to applaud you for what you do, and you. you're the proof in the pudding, if you ask me. You know, <laughs> um, I feel I feel really blessed. <laughs> I feel the hatch really cookies. Blessed. <laughs> <laughs> I feel really blessed because things come to me, and mm. you know they like arrive, mm. and and because I'm always curious and wanting to find the best possible solution. And often it starts uh, with my own challenges. Like you were saying, Cindy, it starts with our own challenges. And okay, so they become blessings in disguise because out of our need to find a solution, we discover something amazing. So it's kind of been how I've traveled through my life. And the hemp, the hemp was another one of those things that, you know, started to appear. And uh, I, I just got so fascinated with, the power of this plant that has been sacred for thousands of years. I mean, not only is it a medicinal plant, but it is, you know, returning um, for, for other purposes. I mean, it, it, it makes hempcrete. You know, you make a concrete type of product that is termite resistant. And I have a friend up on the uh, Atherland Tablelands who's been working with hemp and has been a powerful influence in trying to get hemp into, you know, accepted into Australia. And her house was molded, was created out of hempcrete. So it's these organic forms that are termite resistant, 
which is pretty amazing. But it's it's coming into clothing. It's coming back into paper. It's you know it's being used industrially like it once was. It was one of the most important economic crops, um, not just in the United States and countries all over the world. And then you know we got into the cycle where it was demonized for reasons we've talked about, and it kind of was suppressed. It was denied to us. That's why, you know, a kid, it's like been let out of jail. We are now recognized that we need this plant more than ever before. You know, it helps to, to, to re- regenerate the soil if it's planted. I mean, it's a hardy plant. It doesn't need a lot of pesticides. And, and the products I always recommend, by the way, are organic. So um, we're returning to the, the power of nature and the ability to heal and regenerate our bodies safely, effectively, and um, to know that, you know, we have these options available to us now. Well, my cottage is uh, lined with hemp clay. <laughs> yes, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yep. Um, uh, Rock Coat did it for me. Um, it's, um, a, it's a clay and they put the hemp in it. And I have to tell you, you know, there's no off-gassing on this. It's, you know, I wanted a totally clean cottage up at the farm. And I'm just wondering if I could get away with growing hemp on the farm to improve its um, soil. I'll have to look into that one, Cheryl. Now, I want to try it. I want to try um, what you have. And I know that when you write a book, you will always find the best product. And I hear you've got a pretty amazing special product. that, that you're um, offering at the moment. Would you tell us what you've got? I know it includes your book, so can you let us know what it is? What's, I would, what I it would is? love to. I would love to. Yeah, I, um, you know, I, I really want to introduce these things. I really want to support people in finding ways to have access to it and make it affordable. So here's my special offer. So my Opti Hemp product, which is the liposomal, organic, uh, third-party certified pure product. That's the 60 mil bottle, two ounces, 60 mil bottle, plus um, the topical, which is made with that organic hemp for topical application, plus my book, The Hemp Health Revolution, plus a recent uh, one-hour DVD educational lecture I gave, uh, is available for... um, $99. $99. So there, there's, this is U.S. This has to be done from my uh, U.S. site, ordered from the U.S. Uh, but uh, there's some postage involved, but that's it. I mean, that's, that's like a 35 40% saving of what it would normally cost. Wow. What's your um, website? Whatwomenmustknow.com. What women. Right, I'll make sure I put all of that in the show notes. Um, mm-hmm. Perhaps I'll put the link to that special. So I'll get that from you, Shell. So everybody who wants to try it and give it a go, because I know I don't have to go researching because I know you've done that research. So I really want to thank you for that. So I'll, um, I'll look at it. And that liposomal uh, technology is, you know, they're talking about it more and more. And I'm just wondering if we just do hemp cookies. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of butter in there. <laughs> I, I think you should uh, definitely look into that. But, but the, um, <laughs> you know, I mean, there's a lot of edibles going on yeah. in the U.S. right now. But, um, but therapeutically, medicinally, the most yes. direct, um, and you can you can get um, you can alleviate pain in about 20 minutes taking this liposomal form. Mm. Wow. So I was it has dramatic effect. In fact, I, I just uh, I do remember one other story. I'll just tell you real quickly. This woman who has um, um, I, I I think it's uh, lupus, and um, she one morning was in so much pain, so cramped up, couldn't even get out of bed. So we gave her the liposomal formula, and um, so she took a dropper full. And within 20 minutes, the pain had dissipated to such a degree that she was able to get out of bed, to function again, not be crying in pain. I mean, it was like a miracle for this woman. So that's 20 minutes. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. I think I actually was listening to one of your podcasts um, one time, and, and it was the gentleman that had uh, done the liposomal, liposomal technique um, and he was talking about, I'm pretty sure it was one of yours, Cheryl. Yeah, yeah, Dr. Blair, Emmett Blair. He's the one, he is the 
expert PhD in liposomal technology, and he's formulated this product that I that I love. Yeah, yeah, I, I was very interested um, in what you're doing, Cheryl. Is there anything else um, that you're looking at in the future um, that we should know about? So we went through everything that you've been doing in the last 21 years, and you know that that was that's a lot. So what's the future? Give us a crystal ball. What do you see after this? After the hand. Well, well um, I, I can say there are some amazing uh, formulas coming down the track. They're actually here now that can uh, go in and heal leaky gut, heal and seal the lining of the gut, heal the mucosal membrane, restore the healthy gut flora, uh, help their production of uh, all the key antioxidants made in the gut. I mean, there are some solutions for autoimmune diseases that are here now for us. And I, having had an autoimmune disease, Hashimoto's thyroiditis, uh, that is always something that I, I think is so uh, important. By the way, and, you know, the hemp, the hemp extract goes in and heals uh, inflammation in the gut as well. So we're finding all these great solutions that can really help uh, there's some technologies which we can share at some point that can go in and in the form of what I love, the recent uh, technology uh, that is a neuro neurotechnology in the form of a sock. You wear it as a sock or an insole that goes in and balances the midbrain. And that helps with stamina, with pain, with endurance, with um, uh, overall performance, um, stops um uh, uh, Parkinson's and tremors. So yeah, these are some interesting things that I have encountered and I'll be sharing more about them. Well, we need to get you on again then because, um, I, I we didn't even touch on the spore, uh, probi- oh, the spore biotics. Is that what they're called? Mm-hmm. So we're going to need to get you on again, as well as the Vox socks. We've got lots to get you on about. So, um, watch this space, everybody. We will, um, get Cheryl on again to give us, a crystal look into what's happening and what's happening right now. So thank you, Cheryl. I look forward to that. And thanks again for having me. It's just um, so special to be on your show and to be able to share with all of you and uh, help get the message out. So thank you so much for having me as your guest. Cheryl, you are somebody who I personally uh, look up to. I cannot believe being in your company, Karen's and Cindy's company, just how much stuff you can regurgitate. I often wish I could just tap into it. If I touch you, would I be able to get that in some way? But we we had to lose our dear Karen halfway through this. Um, she did send her apologies to everybody because she had to race off to something that she couldn't leave in the background. So I would love to have the honour of, of thanking you on behalf of the three of us and all our beautiful listeners You are, as I said, a wealth of information. You are, as Cindy said, an incredible trailblazer and a beautiful soul with a heck of a lot of energy and a desire to learn. And I think your wording of being curious was another take-home I took home out of your talk today about wanting to just stay curious to to what is out there. I mean, this information about the endocannabinoids, I think that's how I said it. I think that's how you said it. Um, That's <laughs> is really only new, like you said, that's come around in the 90s as such. And, and for you to just be at the, at the forefront of it is, is wonderful for us and, and an incredible treat for our listeners because to have someone like you that's an expert really in this is, is indeed a treat. So thank you, Cheryl, for being you and for giving us the opportunity. And I'm sure our listeners, is there any last message you wanted to give our listeners before we signed off? I just want to tell people there are always safe, natural, effective solutions, but you have to be open, you have to have an open mind and be willing to uh, be curious, as you were saying, and to learn and to explore. I love it. I love it. So, dear listeners, this week we would love to say that if you would like to post any comments, please go to our Facebook page.com forward slash up for a chat. You can also go to the wellnesscouch.com forward slash up for a chat to place your comments there. Please, after this amazing interview, give us a five-star rating on iTunes. We very much appreciate it. It supports us to be found higher up the search channel, and I'm sure you'll all agree the guests that we have on our show and the amazing conversations that 
you get to be a fly on the wall with is certainly one of our favorite parts of each week and we certainly hope you enjoy us bringing them to you if you are interested well i shouldn't say that i'm sure you're all interested in being a part of our wonderful trip uh, to mont blanc in 2020 then there is only 12 seats available and we've already had an absolute plethora of uh, emails come through to our dear Karen and she is collating all that information. But if you would like to make sure you are a part of that, then make sure you email her on info at karensmith.com. That's Karen spelled C-A-R-R-E-N, smith.com. Then she will be sure to make sure that those of you that show a personal interest will be the first to get all the information. Cindy, Karen and I cannot wait for that trip. In the meantime, our beautiful listeners, take care, have a great week, and we will see you on the ride. Keep making a change, keep inspiring those beautiful souls in your lives, and keep being the example that we too can look up to. Thanks for your time. We look forward to seeing you next week. Take care. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.